Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. China just announced kids can only listen to three hours of Chad and Cheese every week. What? Not cool. What's up, kiddies? It's your favorite Minecrafters and Fortniters, the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Pac-Man Fever Cheeseman. And this is Chad Portugal Winds Sowash. And on this week's show, checker yourself before you wrecker yourself. The stories remain the same at LinkedIn and ZipRecruiter readies for a good old fashioned power bomb. No, that's not a cocktail, but it sure as hell should be. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, Text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text Kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> What's up, Mr. Portuguese Man of War? Dude, last night was sitting at this just beautiful restaurant overlooking 
the beach here in Portimao and watching Portugal come back last night against Ireland. They were down 0-1, came back, two goals, late goals. Ronaldo had a header. I mean, it was just like the place went fucking wild. You know, like the real football's getting ready to happen, right? I'm really disturbed that you're bringing up Ronaldo with with the college football season. Coming Tonight. up this weekend, you, Tonight, you are a lost. You are a lost soul, man. You are a lost soul. <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned China in my intro. So if you haven't heard, China is limiting children to three hours a week of video games. Now, if you want a revolution, China, that might be the way to do it. I know my wow. kid would revolt if I limited him to three hours a wow. week. Wow. How do you games. do that? I mean, seriously, how do you? So I guess everybody goes online. They use their online accounts so they can be monitored that way. If we were doing it old school, like with Nintendo and we were popping in cartridges, <laughs> nobody would fucking know, right? Ooh, the return of analog video games <laughs> in China. I think yes. that's a thing. That's a yeah. thing. Buy that Nintendo stock. Look on eBay. I bet they're going for high prices right now. Probably are. By the way, football talking of, uh, you've been out of the loop here, but um, this was interesting. Ohio State incoming quarterback Quinn Ewers out of Dallas, Texas. By the way, he has a mullet from 1987, which is really impressive. He signed (laughs) a $1.4 million sponsorship as an incoming freshman. So this is part of the new college players can make money. Dude hasn't even suited up yet. And he signed a $1.4 million contract. I'd say that's pretty good for Ohio state's recruiting efforts. What about you? Yeah, it doesn't hurt at all. He's, he's taken like the Ricky Bobby approach to, uh, to to football. (laughs) He's going to go out. He's going to like sponsors all over him. Shake and bake. (laughs) All right. Shout outs, baby. I've got uh, Mel Skadson. She's uh, in compliance over at Fastenal. Uh, thanks for listening, Mel. And I, do not, I repeat, do not take any compliance advice from Cheeseman. You've been warned. And if you haven't already, check out Crazy and the King podcast. They're a smart, more of a compliment to the stupid shit we pull over here. But thanks for listening. Keep listening. Smart compliment. Speaking of smart, uh, Stephen O'Donnell uh, is first class with his breakfast choices. We wanted to mention this. So the wrong. dude can rock an English breakfast. I don't know what a Portugal breakfast is, but English breakfasts are okay in my book. Pass the baked beans. Baked beans, not good for breakfast. As a matter of fact, I, I sent him the Blazing Saddles campfire snippet where they're eating baked beans and they're all farting all over themselves yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's what it's like to be at uh, the o'donnell residence in the morning for breakfast a big shout out to jay arnold and ta ops over at continental thanks for listening big guy he's a big fan of the shred he's obviously a breaking news kind of guy and if you are not subscribed to the Chad and Cheese. You're probably missing our late breaking news podcast called The Shred. So you need mm. to go find Chad Cheese wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that follow or subscribe button so you get all the good shit. Yeah. Let's talk a little Vax Chad. I got a shout out to Tyson Foods. You've had their chicken. You <laughs> oh, love their God. chicken. They're, uh, they're giving away $10,000 a week for five straight weeks to employees who have at least one shot of the vax so uh chicken makers out there enjoy that ten thousand dollars if you win it 
Get that shot, kids. Yeah. And look at where Tyson, I can't say where all of their Tyson facilities are, but I remember spending some time in Arkansas and they had a huge facility or facilities there. And I know uh-huh. Arkansas is way behind the VAX rate. So yeah, good for them. Way, way to go. And this is, I think, the only way we're going to get anybody to get vaxxed in the South is either to give them money or mandate it. Yeah. One of those things or, or put it in, you know, natty light. Maybe that's it. Yeah. The carrot or the stick, or in this case, the chicken or the stick. <laughs> Shout out to George LaRock who had a premature fundulation this week. The guy couldn't even keep it in his pants. He, he couldn't wait till the end of the quarter. He was so fucking excited. VC funding for work tech approaches $12 billion. And as, as I'd said for nearly over a year now, if you're gaining, if you're not gaining ground in this market or you're not getting funded in this market and you're in recruitment tech, you're doing it wrong, kids. There's a reason we call him LaRock out with your cock out. Sometimes he gets just a little bit too excited. Premature fundulation. Nike is on the uh, is on the trend of closing its office for a week to give, every, give, give everyone a mental rest period, I guess, before the fall cranks up. So uh, Nike folks, enjoy that week off. You're in good company with a lot of other companies doing the same thing. Yeah. Well, let's hope that starts to be like a standard because it's like this is almost like an optics play at this point it's like oh let's give them a week off covid and then three years later they'll be like remember when we gave you that week off get that shit done get back to work so let's hope this becomes a standard as opposed to just a blip in the radar yeah i agree smart recruiters in our industry is a trailblazer for those yeah. weeks off. Yeah, I can I can see that though they they will make that a standard. Uh, big shout out to Gergo Vari. He's the CEO over at Lenza. Bless you. <laughs> Gergo Gary who? Gergo Vari. Glenn Gary Glenn CEO Scott. at Lenza. Uh, that's where our, our buddy uh, Joey Stubbs works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it when CEOs challenge the bullshit that's out there. Uh, in this case, Gergo, he posted on LinkedIn challenging CEO pay that's averaging 350% more than a lined worker right now. So uh, got to love it when the guys on top are saying, look, this is bullshit. This is out of line. And CEOs like Dan Price, who we talk about all the time, and Gergo from the top, they're calling it. That's awesome. Nice. Shout out to a couple of uh, deals in our industry that didn't quite make the main news, but we thought we'd mention them. Recruiter.com acquires Novo Group. Uh, This is on-demand recruiting to help you scale up and down those recruiting efforts. And also Compa, a job offer management platform, raised $3.9 million in seed money this year. Kind of an interesting idea of knowing exactly how much you should pay people, what the uh, competition is offering uh, those jobs. Uh, I think a lot of people have questions about that. So if you have uh, questions yourself, go out to uh, Compa for offer management information. Can you imagine if we had a transparent society where all that shit was out there and everybody knew it? I mean, we wouldn't even need platforms like this. That's how fucked up our system is right now, kids. <laughs> yeah, I thought Payscale did that. But, you know, <laughs> hey, whatever. Shout out to David Working, 43 Dude's 43 and he won Mm -hmm. a lawsuit against his parents. Did you hear about this? Yes, but please, please, (laughs) please go on. So, so working lived at his parents' home for 10 months after divorce. Obviously, you know, we all fall down. We need to get back up. Sometimes we need help from mom and dad. But uh, before moving to Muncie, Indiana, after he moved, (laughs) 
he learned that his boxes of films and magazines were missing. Those were films and magazine of porn kids. So Working's father wrote him an email saying, frankly, David, I did you a big favor getting rid of all that stuff, i.e. Mm-hmm. porn. Well, a judge in Michigan didn't see it that way, and he ordered his parents to pay $30,441 to their son all over that porn. <laughs> that gives a uh, new meaning to uh, the term working it. That's this kid's last name. By the way, Muncie, Indiana, home of the Ball State University Fighting Cardinals, who I predict will win the MAC conference this year. And you've heard it here first. We'll beat Penn State in a couple weeks when they go to Happy Valley. Ow. Ow. That's a hard one. I hope it happens. I hope it happens. Big shout out to to, to guys who don't get shout outs from us often. (laughs) Our sponsors, believe it or not. Oh, hell yeah. Some new ones. Give some love. We'll give some love to some old ones first. You know, we've got Sovereign, Next, Job by Recruitology, Job at X, Shaker, Pandologic, Emissary, Adzuna, and introducing the Intelligence Group, House of HR, Hiring Soft, and This Way Global. Thanks so much. We really appreciate all the sexy love that you're bringing. And if you love listening to our dumbasses, you should thank them too, because they make it all possible. By the way, if you haven't signed up for free shit, you got to do that. Go out to chadcheese.com slash free. You can win t-shirts from Emissary, beer from Adzuna, or whiskey from Sovereign. And there's a new competition, Chad. We've been talking football, all shout outs. If you love fantasy football and who doesn't, we're playing fantasy football this year. We've talked about it, I think, for two years. Yes. We're we finally doing it. Join us. Go out to uh, poach.ai. They're sponsoring it, my company. It's a little bit of an inside job. But anyway, go out to poach.ai. Uh, I'm going to put up a little football link. Click that. Put in your email address for a chance to play fantasy football with Chad and Cheese. We'll be posting the leaderboards every week. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they call that an inside job. I think they call it a reach around. But yeah. Is it time for topics? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I got nothing after that. Let's get to topics. I forgot birthdays. Can I do those real quick? Oh, let's do it. All right. Birthdays. Uh, Chris Hoyt, Career Crossroads. Our boy, Bill Borman. That's mm-hmm. a big one. Send him a birthday shout out this week. Yeah. Chris Murdoch at uh, IQ Talent Partners, a longtime yes. industry vet. Our boy, James Ellis, uh, fellow podcaster. Love him. Uh, and network member. Uh, he's over there at Roku. And got him. Gosh. If you're in India, you know this cat. He's speaker, blogger, yep. uh, just pundit uh, extraordinaire. Got him, Chris, Bill, double Chris, James. Happy birthday this coming week. Happy birthday. Now let's get to topics. Topics. Checker yourself before you wreck yourself. All right. <laughs> San Francisco-based background check solution, Checker. There's no E at the end of that, uh, has raised $250 million in a financing round that more than doubles its valuation from earlier this year. Uh, they're now valued at $4.6 billion, which, yeah, that's more than ZipRecruiter, who we talk a lot about. Uh, yes. Launched in just 2014, Checker says it performs 30 million background checks a year and has revenue well above $200 million. Background check industry veteran Jason Morris, my former boss, says he expects an IPO in the next six to 12 months. Will that be another one to add to your stock portfolio, Chad? 
No shit, Jason. Uh, this is this is an easy one. I mean, anything and we've talked about this several times over the last fuck year or so. If it's boring and people don't want to fucking do it, uh, yeah. that's where you want to invest because that's the tech that people are or are going to want to implement quickly. And nobody wants to do background checks. They want something that is implemented into their system. They want something that's proven. It's easy. And Checker's been around for a very, very long time. So, yeah, if it's boring, uh, start looking at it. Start looking at the, the prospect of putting it in your portfolio. Well, very long time is a little bit subjective. Uh, 2014. Was well, it 14? Uh, that long ago. Oh, wow. That's what the news said. Yeah, they just feel like they've been around forever because it's such a boring industry. But I was at uh, Employee Screen <laughs> IQ. You might remember for about a year back in yep. 2015. I remember Checker got a round of money back then. And I thought, this is kind of a pretty good idea. Like this could really take off. And the background check industry is just, is it's boring, but it's really, it's kind of nutty. Um, there's so many like antiquated, you know, county records and like courthouses that are stuck in 1932 Shit, and like getting records is a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> so you have these huge players like Sterling and higher right that has a, has a huge uh, market share, but then you have a ton of these mom and pops like private investigators that do this. And Checker came in and said, we're going to put in technology. We're going to streamline this process. We're going to make it a self-serve industry. And it's obviously worked for them in a big way. Jason also added in our conversation uh, that they are a rocket ship and a unicorn in the truest <laughs> sense. So uh, if that's not a buy rating, I don't know what is. Uh, but yeah. yeah, these guys are, are really, and they're kind of alone in, in their space. They're really the only one that's sort of taken tech to the background check industry and have really just lit that industry on fire. So, Which yeah. is ridiculous, right? I mean, for, from the standpoint of owning uh, a market and then you take a look at your total addressable market, it is huge fucking mongous if you can if you can actually automate portions of it right there there are process process pieces but there are also the other pieces that you know you have to actually have humans do and that's what you know checker gets into as well but overall if you can if you can integrate into all of the different applicant tracking systems and or the um, hcm systems as well uh, i mean you, you got it going on right and if you're one of those old antiquated piece of shit platforms that is very <laughs> very hard to integrate yeah. with well then guess what checker it up baby yeah it's a it's a strange industry i mean there's a whole network of people that will go look at county records for you um it's it's a really weird industry and you also look at uh and we've talked about this in the past about social media you know being a more uh important component to background checks and what yeah. are people you know saying online and i think checker you know uh, you know has the pole position on on sort of doing that stuff as well so yeah this is this is a juggernaut and everyone needs background checks, right? No one wants to be sued. Well, I wonder if if a checker buys a company like Social Intelligence. Remember, we just talked to Bianca Lager uh, a few weeks ago around Social Intelligence and how mm -hmm. uh, their system helps to be able to mitigate the the prospect of your recruiters going online and taking a look at obviously doing their own quote unquote social background checks uh having them wrapped into something like a checker i think would be pretty fucking cool yeah and who's the one you always remember this but i don't it's like fama or fama fama they yeah do, they do the the twitter stuff right they go yeah. back and say so yeah there's the, uh the money that they've raised i think uh the ceo actually sort of hinted that there might be some acquisitions in there. So I would certainly expect some of those, those moves to be made. 
in the future. Makes good sense. All right. Well, let's go to uh, something a little more sexier than background checks. Uh, San Fran-based Workstream has raised $48 million in a Series B. The raise comes a little over one year after Workstream raised $10 million um, in a Series A. Notably, they added Jay-Z's Rock Nation, Will Smith's Dreamers VC, Andre Aguadala, James Harden, and Joe Montana's Liquid 2 Ventures as part of the investment group. What's Workstream, you ask? Wow. Uh, Think text-based automated recruiting, screening, sourcing, job or distribution, scheduling, and onboarding for the deskless workforce. Uh, They tout 1,500 customers across 10,000 locations, including our favorite freaking Jimmy John's. (laughs) Chad, is it time to start talking about Workstream in the same breath as Paradox? Yes, because Paradox is actually moving that way. There's going to be a convergence of many of these texting, messaging, uh, RPA types of platforms uh, overall. So I think this is just, again, another signal to the rest of the market. This is important. If you take a look at the market itself, where are we having problems hiring people? I mean, in bulk, we're looking at high volume. We're looking at hospitality, restaurants, et cetera, et cetera, right? So how do we actually reach those people and how do we turn that engagement into a scheduled or maybe even an interview on the fly. How do you do that? You're going to do it via text. You're not going to be giving them a call. You're not going to be asking them to go to a desktop or, or meet at the local Jimmy John's. You're going to be doing this shit via text. So yes, watching Paradox do this, watching Workstream, and we're going to be talking about it a little bit later as well. This is a there's a convergence, and there are going to be many many platforms that are going to be hitting the uh, high volume side. You and I have been talking, you know, privately uh, before the podcast about mobile's impact on recruiting, and I think everyone sort of knew it was going to be a thing, but exactly what it looked like. Uh, we didn't quite quite know, and and you know, text recruit was sort of the first wave of that, sort of the bi-directional chatting with uh, with candidates, and now automation has come in, chatbots, and it's really evolved into what it is now with the work streams and the paradoxes uh, and some of the other ones that we talk about on the show. So the the world is mobile. How that was going to look in recruiting, I think, is really starting to show itself. And look, most companies aren't Microsoft; they're small companies. You know, they they're not at a desktop, they're not mm. a laptop all the time. Uh, And job seekers are the same thing. And by the way, job seekers don't want to look for a job on the work computer. Right, they want to be away from the, the the peering eyes of their of their boss. So, mobile just makes sense on so many different levels. And if you can create a, a, a environment where it's like a chat, as opposed to you know download your resume or uh, log in with your LinkedIn profile, then I think that's that's something much more organic. I think you know bigger picture. What does this platform trend look like for? Companies like Craigslist, which has been really a staple for small businesses and hourly jobs uh, for a long time, I think this is a real blow to their business. And I think uh, you know Facebook is sort of uniquely positioned to take advantage of this trend. I mean, they already have Messenger, they already have WhatsApp, and some other messaging platforms. Like to see them come in and buy uh, an organization like this and plug it into their marketplace and jobs to me makes a lot of sense. So we'll see what happens there. Someone uh, an industry vet mentioned something interesting who has access to some of this data told me that Facebook is the first real threat to Craigslist um, on the SMB side. So Facebook adding some components like this, whether through acquisition or just building it, I think is something that we should watch as well going forward. Yeah. Well, and, and again, Facebook is a lifestyle platform. People live 
they spend a lot of time on Facebook. So that that's there's no question that that that's a that's a threat. I see this in this conversation being a more more of a threat to the traditional applicant tracking system. If the ATS doesn't pivot and turn into hyper mobile for everybody, not just for high volume, for everybody, they're going to lose. I mean, on average, it takes, you know, over 20 minutes for candidates to apply to a job in this market. That's never going to work for hospitality or for developer. Right. And these technologies need to be, they need to be layered with other relevant pieces. It's one of those things where you have to know your audience and that's how you build your stack. And I really believe this is another shot across the bow of the applicant Mm -hmm. tracking system. They have to flip their model quickly. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the big question for the next decade in our industry. Like do, do, do these platforms overtake the traditional ATSs? Do the ATSs pivot into more of these business models? To me, that's one of the more interesting questions and trends that we'll be watching over the next decade. Uh, in our industry. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. Uh, you can go get some more uh, octopus or squid or whatever the hell it is uh, that you're eating there in Portugal. Wine. And we'll talk a little bit more messaging stuff and more tech. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. Chad, remember when Monsters Jobber was going to be the Instagram for jobs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not so much. Uh, our friends at TalkPush, however, have just released the first ever recruitment chatbot that lets candidates search and apply for jobs without leaving Ba-da-da, Instagram. TalkPush is already uh, just about every messaging platform. So this was bound to happen, I guess, uh, especially when Facebook recently announced the expansion of the Messenger API access for all businesses on Instagram. With over 1 billion monthly users worldwide, Instagram is one of the most popular social platforms today, particularly among young professionals with the bulk of their users aged 18 to 34. Chad, talk pushes Max Arm Brister is your boy. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on this move? Yeah, I have to say that yeah, I'm going to be a little biased because I do have a few options with uh, with Talk Push. Ooh, full disclosure, nice. And we don't we don't talk about these guys enough. They are big on in Asia Pac and in in Mexico, dealing with big companies like Walmart and McDonald's. Max understands one thing incredibly well: when fishing, you go where the fish are. And Instagram is the number four social media platform worldwide, behind number one Facebook. Two YouTube, 
three, WhatsApp. And he's already integrated into all of those. Number uh, number five is uh, is Facebook Messenger. <laughs> he's yeah. integrated into that one too. But every day there are 620 million Instagram users that spend on average about a, a an hour on Instagram. In that time, 200 million users explore at least one business profile daily, making Instagram an effective platform for candidates to discover brands. So this is a big recruitment marketing play for the younger demo. If that's who you need to go to, you have to fish where the fish are and you have to also understand how to use Instagram from a marketing standpoint and then from an engagement standpoint. Yeah. Do you remember uh, there was a site called ping.fm back in the day? Oh, yeah. And it's gone, I think. But the, the basic gist was put up one uh, update, social media update, and it would blast it out to Twitter, Facebook. And at the time, there were probably like a million different sort, sort of Facebook wannabes. And they covered everybody. Uh, and, and when I think of talk push, like they fucking cover everybody, like every messaging app that, that makes sense, uh, these guys cover. So if you're looking for the broadest distribution, uh, the biggest, I guess, pool, if you will, if we're, if we're using fishing analogies, like Talkbush is killing it. And you mentioned the global reach, you know, obviously we're, we're focused on North America and to a lesser degree, I guess, Europe, but yeah, Asia, South America, these guys have really, um, I think, you know, staked a claim in those markets. Uh, and from what I can tell are, are really doing well. And I also think that the benefit of the messaging strategy is you don't have sort of the text messaging headaches that you have with, with SMS. And I, I know they do that as well, but with fees and regulations and things mm-hmm. like that, it's, it's a real pain in the ass to do just text messaging all over the world. Whereas internet-based WhatsApp, Instagram, uh, et cetera, is much easier and much less of a hassle to take advantage of. So I think they're really on the, you know, they're really on the the front end of uh, getting away from sort of that antiquated system and getting with the newer systems that people think of when they think about messaging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when we're talking about conversational AI and being able to do this at scale, this is this is what I was talking about earlier with regard to applicant tracking systems needing to pivot. Talk push. I don't know. I know that some companies use talk push as an, as an applicant tracking system. Uh, I think this is like the the paradox, the, the, the talk push. And again, talk push more of a, a, a global player. This is something that we need to be looking at very closely because this is where the convergence is happening. We're talking about all these new conversational AI messaging types of uh, of platforms. They're evolving into the newest form of an applicant tracking system. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a, there's a, there's a generation and generations coming up that, you know, going to a website, doing a search, clicking apply, uploading a word doc or something like that's becoming sort of what when we start our career of going to Kinko's and getting yeah. printouts of cover letters, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, messaging <laughs> is so much more organic to them and much more natural. So I feel like, you know, time is sort of moving uh, in that direction. If you're not doing that, you're, you know, you're going to be left behind. I do love that Max in their press release called it a chat bot and not conversational AI. Although I think they put the, like most conversational AI uh, solutions stay as far away from the word chatbot as possible, and the fact that chatbot was in their their press release headline was was pretty awesome. So Max, 
we appreciate that. Appreciate that a lot. Got to How many it. languages are they in now? Do you know offhand? I have no clue. I have no clue. I just know that they are all over the Pacific Rim, Mexico, yeah. South America. I mean, they're pretty much everywhere. Uh, and <laughs> that's the thing is we don't see them much here in the U.S. because they're mm-hmm. gobbling up market share in other in other countries. Well, moving from the Pacific Rim to Seattle. Let's talk about Solo. Uh, Seattle-based Solo has announced a $5.5 million seed round founded by two former Uber employees. Solo aims to help gig workers by providing hour-by-hour earnings predictions over the course of a week. The idea is to give workers a better understanding of when, where, and what job to work across the various platforms, DoorDash, Uber, Lyft, etc. Solo is so sure of its data that the company offers a guarantee making up the difference for workers if they end up earning less. Solo has a number of well-known investors, such as former Amazon consumer CEO Jeff Wilkie and former Uber general counsel Sal Yu. There are more than 1,000 workers on Solo today. The five-person company plans to expand beyond Seattle later this year. The app is free to use for now. So, Chad, this is pretty cool, right? No, this is pretty amazing. This is a, yeah. a gig aggregator. I mean, you don't have to switch between apps. I mean, that's at least what it sounds like to me. Now, mm-hmm. they are getting, because of, I, I think, their their pedigree, they're getting a hell of a lot of fucking money right out of the gate for seed uh, because they only have a 1,000 users, right? Now, they're obviously showing some great gains. I think one of the, one of the guys actually saw a 30% increase in his wages and using solo over going from app to app, which is awesome. I'm not sure how long this guarantee will stay in place, although I think it's smart. I don't know of a gig aggregator that's out there. And if they are the first, I mean, this is this is going to be interesting because will Uber allow this Right. Will Instacart, will all these gig platforms allow Solo into their walled garden? Yeah. Yeah. That's obviously a big question. One of one that Indeed and others uh, looked at when they first started as well. Certainly a way to nip this in the bud would be to uh, re- regulate uh, access to, to their stuff. But this is, to me, this is fascinating. Uh, basically imagine, you know, before it was like, oh, I'm just an Uber driver. And it's like, okay, I drive Uber and I drive Lyft. Now I drive Uber, Lyft. Now I do DoorDash. I do Instacart. Like a lot of these drivers do multiple services and then yeah. they just have their phone on their dashboard and then look at look at rides that come up or pickups that, that happen. So this app basically tells you like what hour of the day, what trends, uh, what what fees are spiking, what what platform is going to pay you the most for this certain time period. I don't know how much of it is local at this point. So, for example, if there's a big concert in New York, do do you know Uber, Uber's more profitable because there's more people trying to get to the show? Like, I don't know. I don't know how localized it is from that perspective. The revenue model seems obvious. Like, if I'm a if I'm a gigger and I can pay these guys twenty bucks a month or whatever, and then I'm making an extra two hundred, like that's a no brainer for me to to pay for that. So your your MRR is uh, is obvious in my opinion. And I also think if if all these platforms do allow this aggregation to occur, it could increase you know fees. It could increase uh, you know money paid out to to gig workers. If Uber knows it has to up its money to compete with Lyft during certain times of the day, I think that's more money uh, that goes out. They're also looking into getting into benefits, and uh, you know, really fascinating to me also is there's a social component to this where. 
you know what other drivers are making. You can chat with other gig workers. You can see, uh, you know, what they're doing to kind of mirror uh, their success, uh, which could lead into like unionization components, like all these people joining together against companies. They can chat about their experiences. I'm sure they tell funny stories about, you know, rides that they've given uh, to people. So the social aspect to this is really interesting as well. Really fascinating company. Uh, we need to keep an eye on Solo because I think um, they have big things in store yeah. unless all these guys shut the shit off and then they, they just die on the vine, which would be a shame. Yeah, well, this is transparency, right? This is something that we don't have in our workforce today. And as a matter of fact, uh, employers try to suppress any type of transparency whatsoever. Apple is getting hammered in the press right now because they're fucking idiots, because they don't want their employees to know what they're making because they know that there's huge inequities that are out there. They've seen it in the UK. Uh, they, they don't want the press to see it here in the US. So it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if it's these gig platforms lead the way, I don't care how we get there. We just need to get there. Yeah. I mean, it could also be a sort of a new glass door for the gig economy. Right. So if all these all these drivers and whatever are are rating services and rider, I mean, it could it could be really interesting. There's a lot of uh, ways this could go. Let's take a quick break and uh, get to our fun stories of the week featuring ZipRecruiter and LinkedIn. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Chad, remember back in 2019 when CareerBuilder sponsored the WWE Survivor Series? (laughs) Yes. Well, ZipRecruiter just said, hold my beer. Uh, Zip will serve as the official sponsor for events, including UFC's Dana White's Contender Series on ESPN Plus, select pay-per-views, and other UFC live events. ZipRecruiter will be integrated into UFC content, showcasing how job seekers in various industries have successfully found a new role by using a leading online employment marketplace. UFC touts 625 million fans and 166 million social media followers. The organization produces more than 40 live events annually while broadcasting to nearly 900 million TV households across more than 175 countries. So Chad, UFC, and Zip, a match made in octagon heaven, right? No. This makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, help me understand this because the, the UFC skews young and heavy on the male side, right? And, and and that was my feeling. Then I started doing research and it was, yes, it was like 80% plus on the male side of the house. So for all those companies looking to diversify, why would I want to go to ZipRecruiter when they are pretty much just hammering away at young, white, 
males. It doesn't make any sense. Now, I think they're going to have, they, they could possibly have some very funny commercials with some of the UFC fighters, uh, or they could bomb. But overall, I just don't see this as a win for ZipRecruiter. I see it as a huge win for the UFC because obviously the cash involved, but for ZipRecruiter, I just don't understand the demographics because as a company, that's unless, unless I'm looking for automotive repair people, <laughs> which are generally heavily male, uh-huh. I, I'm probably not going to use ZipRecruiter. <laughs> so a few things stood out to me in this, uh, and the terms weren't disclosed, at least in the press release. So we don't know exactly what the, the price tag was for this. My guess is the, uh, the NFL, uh, was sold out, but what stood out <laughs> to me was, you know, maybe, Zip is finding that the the TV advertising, sort of the traditional thing, isn't paying off as much as it used to. So they're looking for sponsorship deals that are, let's be honest, I mean, it's a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people do watch this. It's not just motorheads uh, that are doing this. And I think what also stood out was the the amount of countries uh, that UFC is uh, a force in. So 175 countries I mentioned. And as we know from our European show, which if you haven't tuned into that, you should. Europe is a huge focus for ZipRecruiter and they have very little market share. So uh, assuming that UFC has a presence in Europe, this is a way to sort of get a foothold into new markets. But yeah, my, my initial thought was, is UFC that much classier than WWE? And we kind of just totally barbecued career builder for that for that deal. So I don't know how we could applaud this one. I agree diversity is not probably at the heart of this deal. I think no. it's more about our our current strategy. We've sort of milked it for all it's worth. We got to get into different segments. And I think the international flavor played into it. They should be looking at acquisitions at this part at this point. Who have they acquired in the last year, right? Especially in Europe. If they want a footprint in Europe, go acquire and be smart about it. I do not see this as a great step for them at all. They apparently have way too much fucking money and <laughs> they don't know what the demographics of, you know, the, their the, the needs of their clients are. I mean, that's just again, I could be totally wrong and ZipRecruiter, please send us messages, LinkedIn, whatever it is, and, and let us know why you did this because on the face of this, and this is me being an avid UFC MMA kind of guy, this makes no fucking sense. Are you saying that the jobboard.io acquisition wasn't enough? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that was, that that was more than a year ago, wasn't it? <laughs> or was it jobboardio? Oh, that was a long time ago. That was their first <laughs> first acquisition. Anyway, yeah, they don't really do acquisitions, nor does uh, LinkedIn all that much. Uh, so let's talk about stories. Stories or disappearing videos, more or less, uh, have been huge for Snapchat and Instagram, but not so much for LinkedIn or Twitter, who just discontinued their stories, which they called fleets. In a blog post, LinkedIn says bye-bye to stories on its platform. Quote, we introduced stories last year as a fun and casual way to share quick video updates. We've learned a ton. Now we're taking those learnings to evolve the stories format into a reimagined video experience across LinkedIn that's even richer and more conversational. 
We want to embrace mixed media and creative tools of stories in a consistent way across our platform while working to integrate it more tightly with our professional identity. Translation, stories just don't play to our users. Chad, you're pretty depressed about the disappearance of stories on LinkedIn, right? (laughs) Dude, LinkedIn stories is like bringing Twister into an old folks home. It just doesn't make any sense. Bringing what to an old folks home? Twister. Twister. (laughs) You can bring Twister in. You know, grandma is not going to play Twister. It's not going to be something that is adopted because it doesn't make sense by the users. Um, So, yeah, this and we've talked about it before. This was a total bomb from day one. Will this new rich video experience be something? I, I, I doubt it. I really think that what LinkedIn should be doing is putting their focus on their main product, with which is shit, um, when it comes to delivering relevant jobs to their job seekers, right? And that being said, if you can do that in a much better fashion, guess what? The actual, the value quotient goes up dramatically for anybody buying this shitty product. And I understand that they're making tons of money. And, and people are saying out there right now, Chad, LinkedIn's making what, like 10 <laughs> million billion dollars or some shit. I get it, but they still need to evolve and get better. And they're not, and they haven't. So this kind of shit to me just falls on deaf ears. Yeah. Forever they've been sort of a poor man's Facebook or any other cool social media at the moment. And they've always sort of been half, if not less than half of what those offerings are. So I remember when LinkedIn first introduced GIFs and there were like <laughs> there were like eight GIFs you could choose from. And then they had like yeah. stickers and there's like 20 stickers that you can choose from. Well, the, the big, the big boys have filters and I can be a puppy or a shark or, (laughs) you know, like there's just so much more, um, in terms of engagement and fun, uh, that you have on those. And then they just, they just try to take that trend and sort of shove it in to a professional network and well, gee, shocking, you know, the 42 year old sales manager isn't going to adapt it as well as a, a 17 year old teenager. So yes, they continue to do this. I, I applaud them on some degree of trying stuff. Um, I applaud that they're getting rid of it after they found that a people aren't doing it, creating content. And number two, people, people apparently aren't watching it. Fail fast. I think companies probably leverage them better than people. Uh, companies have actual marketing teams that can produce stuff like this. But yeah. I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you, I produce stories for the show, like when we do shreds and shit like that, like I'll throw up a story and, you know, I have a decent network, 10,000 some people. And if, if my story gets 50 views, it's like a big deal. And, uh, (laughs) so apparently from just my own experience, stories have been a dud. And if people are getting similar numbers as I am, they're definitely not that encouraged to do more stories. We're going to play taps on the way out. Love it, dude. We'll talk again soon. And with that, we out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one chatter. Blue, nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird.
Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.